You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, good evening, everybody. Uh, rain subsided early here today in New Jersey, so we're able to record a little bit early, uh, but driving home in these monsoon-like conditions, is, it's getting a little freaking monotonous. It's it's going to be June on Saturday. Enough of this already. You know, April showers, not May showers. It's going to be freaking June. Uh, but looking forward to doing this one, um, and Pete, apparently I forgot, but uh, I am chaperoning my daughter's, I am one of the chaperones for my daughter's fifth grade trip tomorrow, so everybody, pray for your boy on this one here, because, oof, that's going to be an interesting one to see how all that plays out. But we're going to get into your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, brought to you tonight by Hotels.com. Do not hate like your friend's trip. Go ahead and create or make your own. Sign up with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Be there. Do that. Get rewarded. Get away. Go enjoy yourself. Take a little break from the norm. Uh, the folks over at Himalaya, don't forget, guys, if you're looking for a new podcasting app, check out those guys over there. Uh, the personally curated playlists, you know, catered to what you like. Um, with each episode, you can comment and like, and, you know, you put in your two cents with each one there. A little different from iTunes in that respect. Um, and if you're over at Himalaya, make sure you are subscribed and following Locked on Browns. Uh, as we get into the show here, uh, some people obviously were uh, available to be out at the OTAs today, Pete, and and seeing the way Freddie spoke, and and then you know I'm like, well, what was the vibe around there about Gerald McCoy? And the response I kind of got back is like, you know, it's like all. I mean, it seems like they have a locker ready. They're just ready to put those MCCOY on the back of a jersey. It seems like they think they've got him. Based on everything we've seen, they should. I mean, he's visited two lesser teams. At least, you know, you can make a case for the Ravens, but... Well, the the Ravens thing would be, does he think he makes the difference? But it's not going to change the quarterback position. Uh, But, look, the Browns are operating like a team who believes they are in a position of strength. And they are. They are saying, here's our pitch. Uh, go ahead and and go look around. You haven't made a, a a football decision for your own sake since 2005 when you signed your letter of intent to play at Oklahoma. Uh, it, you know, after a decade and a half, maybe you want to go see what's out there a little bit, uh, which is going to have two two impacts. First, uh, it's going to make it so. Gerald McCoy doesn't feel like he's getting a a pressure sale. This isn't like a used car, uh, which the Browns used to be. Uh, They used to be basically a used car salesman trying to put him in a a lemon of a franchise. Uh, They are saying, look, man, take your time. We we feel great about our pitch. And then the other part is, look, he goes and visits uh, these other teams, and he comes back and goes, man, I feel, you know, I have no reason not to go with Cleveland. I don't. There's no second guessing myself. There's no you know fear of missing out on anything. Like, let's go. They like they're eliminating all those second thoughts and stuff, so he can come in and be full uh, full speed ahead, ready to go. But the Browns took this exact same approach when they when they uh, hired the head coach, and and it was the one I you know I, I pushed them to take is you. You, you know, you may have a favorite as to what candidates you like. Obviously, at the time, there were a lot of, you know, talk about uh, they were going to get the dude from Green Bay, uh, you know, and some of the other guys. And I was like, look, go 
uh, interview a ton of candidates. If nothing else, you're going to it, you might get surprised. Uh, but if you don't, you're just going to feel that much better about the guy you're actually picking. So you have every reason to be all in. And ultimately, that guy's Freddie Kitchens. But they interviewed a ton of candidates uh, and then came back and felt great about Freddie Kitchens. So now everybody feels great about it. And everybody's on the same page. It's the same concept with Gerald McCoy. There's no rush. They're patient. We did the same thing with the head coach where people were going, they're going to miss out on all these candidates. Teams are hiring other coaches. All the guys the Browns were interested in didn't go anywhere because they knew they had a great pitch. So why play scared? They are playing confidently. And this is sort of a, a, a different approach. But this is what the Patriots do. This is what the Eagles do. Look, they're they're like we are a good franchise. We're a good team. This is our offer. You know, maybe you can go somewhere else, but nobody's going to be as good a fit, a good a situation for you as we are. And I think Gerald McCoy is basically going to find that out. Is is in the process of finding that out on his own. And you know, and obviously with Freddie, you know, one of the things was is you know we had been here a little bit, so his interview could have been of, you know, what do you see year two of Baker, Ward, and Chubb, and how are you handle these specific situations because he was already in the building, which you know, which which is why I, you know, it was the Carolina game, guys. That's where we kind of just said, well, maybe just let him do it. And not disturb the flow of what's going on here. And obviously there was the pushback of, oh, well, you only won seven games. But zero to seven was big enough that you had to sit up and take notice of that. And the other thing with Joe McCoy is, you know, as you're, you know, he's been in this league now well over nine years. You have people you know everywhere in a lot of organizations and it's not so much that he owes anybody anything because everything Gerald, anything Gerald McCoy has ever gotten in this league is because he's a really damn good player, and it's on him. But you know there are people. Hey, would you come out? And you know obviously the D line coach in Baltimore. You know so he's got friends in probably a lot of organizations. So it, it puts it in that. And hey, well why don't you come out and see if you like what we're doing? But you know if you, you're looking for what's hot, what's different, you know Baker, You know, obviously you know these guys on the defensive line. He's played against this team. I mean, well, he saw this team up close and personal last year. In, in, you know, you know Dylan Richardson. It's added Olivia Vernon. It has added Odell Beckham. It has added Kareem Hunt. It's, you know, it's... It, look, if it comes down to a couple million dollars that somebody offered and that's what he goes for, that's fine. But, I mean... You haven't seen the New England connections yet. Yet it doesn't seem that the Colts connections, where there's a really good fit and maybe a little more money, which would be the case with Indianapolis, uh, New England probably not so much. So it's it's almost to the point now where it's you know that's and this is why I'm actually hoping I'm hoping this is the last visit because if he went Cleveland, Baltimore, Carolina, you know he may walk out of the Panthers facility and say yo, let's roll. Because, you know, I, you know, Cam, you don't know what's going on there. It, it, Greer, whatever it is. It, it, but it's just a team that it, it's not built for the quarterback they have. And it, it's, it's it's just almost to the point now where I think it's, you know, obviously, that, what do they say? He's getting in there tonight. He wants to play, stand, hopefully stand through tomorrow. It, but it, the vibe that I got, and this was from three different people, it, it, like the Browns were talking like they figured Gerald McCoy was going to be here after this weekend to get ready for minicamp, which Pete will now roll this into. 
Um, number 80, um, and not knocking Jarvis Landry here, but everybody who wants to talk about this voluntary stuff, whether you are doing it, whether you are not, now next week is minicamp, and this is going to be a lot of stuff being installed. Guess who can't go? Number 80, Jarvis Landry, and probably why? Because of some sort of nagging injury that he fired up doing voluntary activities. Could be. I mean, I, the thing is, I don't know how many he's actually participated in. He, I think he's been in about as many as uh, Beck, uh, Beckham has. He may have one more, if that. <laughs> but but the the principle is no different. I mean, uh, you're still the, the biggest thing you're trying to get through. There's no question you want to get better. You want to practice. You want to get better. But if you're honest, you're also going to come out and say, look, we just want to get through this healthy with everybody on board. So it's a balancing act, and and this is you know this is the thing. If if Beckham was hurt, everybody would be freaking out and saying shut him down until September. Uh, he's not. Uh, he's taking his training into his own hand uh, hands, and you know the, he is a professional, and you know there's there's a million things you can criticize him for, but. This isn't really one of them, at least not yet. And the only thing that has slowed down Beckham so far in his career has been injuries. In every game he's on the field, he's an all-pro. So, again, I'm not – I don't worry about that stuff. And the guy who – the guys who have to be there are there. And, and the biggest one is Baker Mayfield. And now he's throwing passes to guys out of Moby Dick and other, you know uh, – <laughs> That might be his nickname. I like it. That 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 you know that's what you want to see is Baker Mayfield can dominate with anybody, and Odell Beckham isn't hurt, so I I don't care like that's it's just and and they keep pounding on it like every day it's you know these are the guys not at OTAs and some of that is a matter of that but like then you get a tweet from Mary Case and you know counting how many days. He's nine only been one of nine, one of nine or whatever. Like, okay, cool. You know, all these other guys aren't there today, and nobody's sitting there freaking out, nor should they be. Like, uh, I'm trying to think. Like, you know, Callaway wasn't there, I don't think, today. You know, there's a bunch of guys that are off on the side working from injuries or just aren't there. Like, they'll be there in June. Like, next week we finally get something that matters, and insofar as much as – uh, mini camp matters, but it is a mandatory mini camp, so you're going to get more of a sense of things. But uh, I, I, I genuinely feel like there is a real fundamental misunderstanding of what it is to be good, and as a result, everybody's so worried that they're picking on things that don't matter because they don't understand that some of these things are just how it goes. Well, and and even it's you know it's because and I don't know why you do this. I mean, because these people and you know it's always the well I've covered this team for so long and and now you've got star players around and so obviously look anything you write about said star player is going to be read. So why you want to do it in a negative light? Um, you know, me I would have wrote about the ridiculously cool looking Nike ad that involves Odell Beckham. Duke Johnson hasn't been involved in. Any OTAs, zero for ten. So if you want to go that route, 
how about talking about how about talking about who might be the second running back for the first eight weeks of the season? Because we know we have one, but we don't know who's going to be after that. Um. Well, first and foremost, I, I'm waiting for for the commercial stuff to get criticized. Uh, just I'm waiting for it. Has um, anyone bashed the Rolls Royce yet? I mean, I, that's another one. I mean, I, I can't believe it's not gotten shredded to this point. Well, that but that isn't taking away time from camp. If he's filming commercials instead of being at OTAs, then then you, you naturally get a whiny rant about it. Um, I think they have. No, I, I bet you they have no idea how much Nike's pays him. They, they, uh, they'd fall off their chairs if they knew how much he makes. Uh, so Stump Mitchell came out and talked. I thought he was an interesting press conference. Uh, he looks you know, like a preacher or something, dude. He just with, with the fade, with the beard, and it's just so funny because you know, I don't know if you remember him playing Pete, but I do remember Stump Mitchell, and he actually he wasn't a bad back. He played behind OJ Anderson for a bunch of years with the Cardinals, but you just see him. He gives like that. I don't know. He's just got like that that wisdom look to it, like the preacher look to it. But go ahead. Well, he looks like him and. Ed Reed now look like they could be siblings. <laughs> gangly looking, that super long beard and everything. Uh, but anyway, so he was talking about running backs and, and you know, he was talking about Duke Johnson and, and basically made the point, which is really what the only thing you should take out of absences from OTAs are. This isn't this every day. He's not here is an opportunity. Another guy's getting, uh, and in this case, it's Dontrell Hilliard. And by all account, you know, everybody seems to love Dontrell Hilliard. Uh, comes to work. Right. So, you know, they all want Duke Johnson to be a part of it. I, I, I don't think there's any question about that. So, you know, that's going to be a real, actual, interesting thing to talk about when it does get to actual minicamp, when you do have to be there. What is going to happen with that? Is he going to not go uh, because of this thing, or is he going to show up? And, and uh, you know, what? Where? that's something that can, can actually, you know, have something to talk about. There, Something could come to a head there, or, you know, maybe that that's when he starts just, you know, doing his thing, but... Uh, he was an interesting media availability. Tosh Lapoy, no, just <laughs> looks like the least comfortable person I've ever seen. You don't ask uh, a defensive. On, you don't ask a defensive line coach to talk. It's just not really the. It, it, it's not the nature of the beast. Simmons could talk. Wow, former player. Yeah, Tosh Lapoy did not want to be anywhere near a microphone. Looked 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 three times as uncomfortable as Corey Coleman did for any media availability he had. Uh, just brutal. And yes, that's it though. I mean, so that you know, this is pretty much it for OTAs. And now this will be the thing though. I mean, you know, with Duke Johnson, you know, I, I can understand maybe the OTAs because a, if you are thinking about trading him, you don't want anything stupid. The other thing is, if you are trading him, maybe you don't want him to have access to stuff he doesn't need to have access to. But where is this all going to go? But, I mean, for these beat writers, you know, Odell's not here today. Odell's, you think Freddie doesn't freaking know? How about a question like, who could possibly be, uh, Duke Johnson's not here. Who could possibly be the number two running back for the first eight games of the season? Because the running back he signed is suspended for those games. And Nick Chubb can't take every single rep. But no, let's just continue to harp on the needless and same old rhetoric, rhetoric crap. But look, learn how to cover a franchise with expectations. That's all I'm asking. Please try. I'm begging you. Begging yeah. you. Yeah. I mean, everything right now says it's going to be Hilliard. I mean, they. Uh, good for him they, then. Good for him then. Did their, you know, def- definitely went the long route to get there. 
Yeah, and, and you know, they, they seem to be giving him, you know, trying to get him to be some of that Duke Johnson role, really. I mean, uh, that's where I think this thing gets interesting. If, if anything, I would say Duke Johnson not being here just limits his ability to sort of, like, he could be getting receiver reps for days right now. Uh, and it seems like, I mean, they got Nick out there working out there. They got Kareem out there working. It just seems like, you know, it, and it definitely seems like the running backs are going to be a significant part of the passing game. And they should be. I mean, look, you have uh, the ability to make mismatches. So, and, and that's all it is. And, you know, that was uh, basically Mitchell's comments to when Jared Mueller asked him yes. about is basically said, look, we can make mismatches, so we're going to do it. And, you know, Nick Chubb's only going to get more comfortable as a receiver. He may never be a Kareem Hunt type thing, but then maybe he can be because he can go up and catch balls and land in the end zone for touchdowns like he did against the Bengals. So that just becomes another element to be explored uh, with that. But, yeah, I mean, Stump Mitchell did touch on Duke Johnson being sort of part of this offense, which – Again, we'll see what happens next week. This could come to a head a little bit, but it just, it's, you know, they're saying, at least the coaches are saying the right things in terms of where they are with Duke. It's just, you know, weird with the whole situation. And it, it, look, I mean, it, it's getting close to the point where you kind of just need, uh, you, you need a final on it. You, you need a someone, whether it's John, whether it's Freddie, Duke Johnson will be part of the 2019 Browns. And he's here and he's doing things. Or it's, you know, Adam Schefter, whoever the Browns have traded, Duke Johnson, da, 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 and the particulars to that part of it. Uh, before Pete gets to the uh, the Blue Chew read, the good folks over at Untuck It. Uh, dads come in all shapes and sizes, and show, so should their shirts. Like tall, short, slim, relaxed, everyone wonder why your father's button-ups uh, look so long and baggy at the end of the day. It can be hard for guys to pull off a casual, untucked look that isn't sloppy. That's where Untuck It comes in. Untuck It is the solution that fits just right. Their shirts and specifically des- are specifically designed to look great, untucked, and feel comfortable at work or on the weekend, sidelines of games, at the grill, whatever it may be. No tucking or tailoring required. Go to untuckit.com, promo code NFL to save 20% off. Father's Day is coming. Don't be a slouch. Have something for Pop. Uh, Blue Chew, look, it's your edge. Uh, Athletes are always looking to find that edge. No reason you shouldn't, especially in that area of your life, uh, with the spouse, to make her happy so she can make you happy. Uh, Blue Chew, like the color blue. Uh, It's chewable with the FDA-approved active ingredient as uh, Viagra and Cialis, so you know it works. Uh, Anytime, day or night, even after on a full stomach, uh, it's chewable. They work twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready any opportunity uh, and you know, you married guys or whatever, if you, if you've got kids and all that, you, you know, those, those, those opportunities may be fleeting. So you want to always be ready to go as quickly as possible. So you fit it in there when you can, but uh, if you're going to do it, make sure you do it right. Uh, so go ahead and make sure you're always on your game. Well, as you get older, you become into the pinch hitter role where you have children and your window is smaller. So use the promo code locked on but uh, make sure when you do have the opportunity to get to the plate, your Savoy special is ready to rock and roll, guys. It's going to take us to some listener questions. And this first one here, and I, I apologize in advance, 
But Billy McCarney, can you all give us Odell Beckham Jr. back? Nah. Uh, the Giants have blown that between the media, between the organization. You all wanted your scapegoat. You sent your scapegoat out of town, Pete. Uh, no, uh, we'll be fine. And I'll be honest, if you told me Odell wasn't showing up till August, it's still, I am fine with it. Um, and I don't know if, I don't want to say perfect, but you want to talk about a beautiful, the chef's kiss, so to speak, of pairing of quarterback and wide receiver, Baker and Odell. Oh, so much. Yeah, I, look, all indications are that, you know, the organization didn't really, you know, want Odell Beckham there. They, they never truly went all in with him. He didn't, you know, fit sort of that uh, ownership slash organization, that old school Mara uh, type deal. It, it, it's weird that they've sort of forgotten their history a little bit that, they're you know, this is the team that had Lawrence Taylor and those guys uh, that doesn't seem to want, you know, this type of kid for whatever reason. Uh, and they moved him for less. Uh, and everybody's now pointing fingers at who's really responsible for getting rid of him. But the fact is, you know, none of them wanted that bad. And I, I think Pat Shermer is uh, at near the top of the heap of this because he didn't want to coach him. He doesn't want to deal with that type of guy because he's a giant pussy. Uh, and, you know, the Brown, Browns fans already had to deal with this guy. And they saw how giant uh, a coward he was when it came to coaching. It, it, you know, this is why so many of us laughed at the idea that the Giants were really going to hire him to be the head coach. He's just not a guy that does anything for you. And they're The gonna- Cleveland Browns fans are laughing at New York Giants fans. That's just what you need to know with that scenario. I, I will never forget punning on the opposing 40 uh, and and freaking still getting a touchback. <laughs> Just unbelievable how afraid Pat Shermer was as a head coach. By the way, not for nothing, you know who you know who uh, loved Pat Shermer? Uh, is his last name Boyd? It is indeed. He no. loved Pat Shermer. Dude was terrible. Just. That, like, honestly, I would say, you know, Hugh Jackson, you know, takes the cake for all of these. Uh, but he was the, the, the only – Pat Shermer is not far behind in my view. Uh, and, Pete, have you noticed that the players who were unable to participate are there with jerseys on and helmets on so they can actually take part in everything even though they can't actually take the reps? That one's kind of interesting. Well, yeah, I mean, to be fair, you know, th- that – at least when I was there, it, it uh, the OTA last year they had the same thing, but it seems to be more of a focus uh, with this group. So you know that that there is a little bit of that being being felt. One thing I will remember, and and this is one thing that always resonates for me um, while playing in college, was the first couple of questions in meetings and positional meetings were always asked to the guys who were injured. Because it's, look, it's football. We understand that you're going to be laid up from time to time. But you better be freaking paying attention. And that is one thing that always stuck with me. Um, You can do your job even though there are parts of your job you can't do. 
So I, I do like this aspect of it. But the other thing is, is even still, even with as many guys are in these OTAs right now, you're trying to cultivate them, make them better, even if you understand that they are have zero percent of being a long-term player for your team. You're trying to teach, and you want to make sure if you're putting that effort out there as a coach, that they're picking it up and they're giving the effort. And that's what, it's just the way it should be. It, it's it's just too simple with that respect. But uh, it, it is interesting that, you know, Freddie now gets to make the call about something that, you know, he felt was a good idea and well, I'm in this chair and I'm driving this bus. So, uh, uh, Dale Harris, obviously Dale's uh, been with us before for questions. Best chance to be a dark horse starter? Well, this would be obviously Callis a guard or Jermaine Whitehead. I would just say Callis because of what's been going on. It seems Whitehead's role, Pete, would be more nickel dime. You know, for what he's been doing to this point, I I, I guess it, it, this is something we we'll probably have to get to at some point, and we'll know more next week when we get to minicamp. But Austin Corbett not getting first-team reps at right guard, I mean, this whole thing seems to get a little weirder and weirder as it goes a little bit further down the road. I guess. I mean, look, I, 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 I will continue to acknowledge it's a thing only because Kalis is out there. It's not because Corbett isn't. It's because Kalis is. That's the story to me. Uh but again, they're in shorts, and even Freddie Kitchens is like, you guys happen to be here the days that, you know, uh, Kalis is up there, they're rotating him. So he says, I mean, you know, he could be lying to you, I suppose, but it doesn't seem like it. I don't know. Freddie doesn't seem like a guy who could lie if he had to. He's just, you know, that old you know, that old country dude. It, it, it's just going it, to, I don't think it's much different than being an East Coaster like me from New Jersey. You just, it just comes out of your mouth and whatever, just take it. I said it in whether you know you like it or you're not or whatever, but I, I think he, I think he just says what he feels. Maybe there was one answer to a question. I don't remember what it was. It was at the end where I thought you know he said he didn't know to something. I don't remember what it was, but I, I, I'm fairly sure he knew the answer to it. Um, but yeah, it's it's whatever. The Jermaine and Whitehead things interesting. Uh, it's just funny because all the clips I ever see of him are getting torched. Um, uh, like, is anybody out rolling it at the right time? Because even today, like, um, and it was Jared who had you know, Ish Hyman dropping a, a a shallow crosser, and everybody, oh, well, uh, uh, nobody's ready for Baker, and nobody brought up the the sixty yard laser, Pete laser it was called touchdown that um, Ish Hyman did score. But this is, I mean, that's probably a good part of this though. Is if you're gonna evaluate who's going to be this 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, who are these guys in contention to be the 5th and 6th wide receiver, you know, hopefully, you know, you want to see them work with Baker and say, well, you know, do they have it as opposed to quarterbacks who are never going to see a rep for this team? Uh, there's two parts of that. First, it's, yeah, it's those those guys who are potentially competing for that those last couple of play, uh, roster spots. And combined with the fact that Baker Mayfield is still really freaking good. <laughs> and it doesn't good. matter who the guys are. <laughs> In, but yeah, it's it's certainly good for you know Ishmael uh, to, to for call me Ishmael to uh, was it uh, Baker uh, the kid from Kentucky Dorian Baker whatever uh, yeah nice call on that one by the way well you know it's a burden and then uh, you know Will, Willie's is in that mix too so. Look, the, the, those are opportunities for those guys to make their case. And the guy who never—I mean, I think I think he was out either today. Or, uh, I think he was out today. 
Uh, but Higgins is out there every day. But uh, you know, the 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 benefit of OTAs is isn't ruling guys out; it's ruling guys in. So if you're looking at Kalis and you're looking at Whitehead, you're basically look. If, if you come out of OTAs and go, these are players. That's what you want. You're. It's not so much that you're saying, well, you know, Corbett's a bust. Uh, even though they have no pads on or anything, uh, or or you know, whatever DB you're you know you're isn't isn't playing because of uh, Whitehead right this second, uh, it isn't that they are failing. It, it, but you're happy to see guys succeeding because if they're succeeding, then they can potentially help you down the road. If they aren't, and it's you know you don't want guys winning jobs by default because that means you don't have enough talent. So from that standpoint, I think it's good. Uh, but we'll see how long you know that works and what it actually means. And this is the thing, and that's it. And, and get yourself. And if you're any of these other guys, even if it's an Ish Hyman or Whitehead or Khaled, it's get your name on the radar when it gets real. Obviously, starting next week, but also if it all works out for you and you stick around, have yourself ready to go and be one of those guys who you know. Look, and I'm going to tell you now, guys, Odell Beckham is probably not going to take a single snap in the preseason. Relax. Maybe maybe a couple, but he's not. But some of these other guys are going to get the opportunity. So you want to be one of these guys, well, hey, if they're going to go a four-wide receiver set, if I get a chance to do this, and it's in the first quarter, and it's with Baker, and, and it still may not be whether you become the next target for Baker Mayfield, but it's getting yourself further down the road towards an NFL career. And this is where this franchise is at now. Um, and it's, you know, you, there's going to be some player development and it's going to end up, I don't want to use the term, you know, basically, you know, blowing up in the face of the Browns because that's not it, but you only have room for 53. And if some of these guys make plays and there's a bunch of other teams out there who need people who can make plays and those things are, there's going to be guys who play well in the preseason and will have not a chance in hell of being part of this Browns final 53. Um, Robert S. Benjamin, our wide receiver room has obviously improved, but I was hoping we'd pick up someone on the back end with size, which brings me to Derek Willies. He and Baker slowly, uh, he and Baker uh, seem to have a, they, well, it was, it was the Baltimore game and it was key and it was a very good, relationship and obviously Derek Willies you know it was a huge part in that turning out to be win um but how is he looking haven't heard much of his name we'll see how it goes next week and will Derek Willies you know is there a future here for him I think Pete a big part of it's going to be it's going to be specials because we know who the first four are so it's going to be returnability or it's going to be can you cover puns and kicks yeah uh 100% it's that's it's it's gunners. Can can you be a gunner? Uh, and they they the guy may uh, not do a thing in preseason as far as catching passes compared to other guys. But are they good at being on a coverage unit? Because that's probably ultimately going to be what uh, what gets them to the job. Now certainly you want them to succeed in that area, but uh, they have put a significant emphasis on special teams. They are doing a ton of it uh, throughout these OTAs and stuff. So I, I expect you're going to have a couple guys make roster spots that that maybe people are like, you know, who is that guy or what did that guy do? And it's that stuff. Uh, in, 
look, and look, Ratley's got the experience. Um, one of the gunner positions may already be sewn up. Tavier Thomas did a fantastic job with it last year. Um, if you're looking for a gunner, Tavier Thomas is probably going to save his bacon that way. Obviously, he has you know taken the cornerback reps. It could end up to a spot where it's you know five wide receivers and a practice squad guy. But uh, Dorian Baker, Willies, Ratley, uh, you guys want to make this team, you better find a way to contribute and show out on special teams. Uh, iTunes rating reviews, guys. Obviously, they always help with the growth of the show, draw draw new listeners. Uh, Go over there, drop a written review, drop a five-star. Don't be a weenie who you follow me on Twitter, never had an interaction but you go ahead and leave a negative review. I don't know what the reason is for. And uh, usually when you're one of those guys that puts a some sort of a mode next to your at on Twitter to make it look like you're verified when you're not, whatever, dude. Come to me first. You got something to say. Come to me first. Don't go that route. Don't be that guy. Uh, grip six belts. Uh, again, now look, Father's Day is coming. But it's not only dads. It's not only uncles. It's not only brothers or whatever. Uh, grip six belts. They do also now carry a a women's line, um, but their goal is to create the best belt that's ever been made. Grip 6 is an easy, thoughtful gift for everyone, men or women, uh, ultra lightweight with no holes, no flap, and it carries a low profile with the buckle laying flat against the waist, making the belt super comfortable. Grip 6 is the only belt with no holes, no flap, and no bulk. Grip 6 has a special offer for all of you. At grip6.com slash lock. L-O-C-K-E. It's not a great present. It's not an important thing. But look, people, y'all need belts. It's just the way it works. So go ahead and check out Grip6. And like I said, the promo code lock. L-O-C-K-E. That'll get us to our next question. And uh, I appreciate you guys as always for this because, look, this this makes the show flow smoother. And But the other thing is it allows us to shift to different topics that you guys want to hear about. Our good buddy, Giovanni Ruiz. Can you please handicap the Browns' backup D-line as it currently is constructed? It's interesting because some of these guys, you know, obviously it's going to be viewed how they are viewed, you know, with Chris Smith and Jannard Avery. But go ahead. Uh, right. So, you know, if we have Gerald McCoy, that makes six. Uh, and it's a question of, you know, do they keep 10? Do they keep nine? And then at that point, it becomes interesting. So at that point, uh, I'd be looking at, uh, I'll say Carl Davis because they need something else that can play at nose, uh, has a good shot. And then I'm looking at, you know, can Devereaux Lawrence be there? You know, maybe, maybe, maybe uh, Joel Petonio shout out uh, Daniel Equale can 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 beat out Carl Davis for that nose spot. Um, but Devereaux Lawrence would be in that mix, and then uh, you know, again, if he's at a defensive tackle, I think Chad Thomas has infinitely better possibility to make this team uh, than he does at end. Uh, even if you're going to say he can play both. Uh, I, I think just adding viability at the three technique would be hugely beneficial to him. Uh, and then you're looking at Brian Price. I don't think there's much there, but he's a name. Uh, and then that's who I mean. Zettel. Who am I missing? Zettel. Well, Zettel. Zettel yeah, Zettel, Zettel's. I think Zettel is is going to make it. And then 
uh, you know, Zettel Zettel is a favorite. The guy I'm wondering about it if he if he doesn't get cut is going to be uh, Smith. I don't know how in love this group is with Smith. Now the the big thing is he can play defensive tackle. I think he, you know, as a pass rusher, I think he's actually better there uh, in terms of pressure numbers. So those, you know, after those six, I suppose Chris Smith and uh, Zettel become the next two guys up. Uh, that can make it, but then, you know, Carl Davis, then, you know, Equale, e- so, somebody has to be able to play a backup nose, and then you got to find another three technique that can, they can provide a little, uh, you know, just a few reps to get, give guys a break. And look, a lot of this for us could be easily solved after Gerald McCoy goes to Carolina and says, nah, I'm good. Um, and that would just, you know, then I'm, you know, you, you also not convinced they won't keep going. You know, if if something comes available, they're not going to also jump on that. Oh, and there'll there'll be a guy or two or a name or two that comes out. Um, obviously, we talked about. Uh, God damn it, Pete, Illinois <laughs> was a Charger. Say his name with the L. Corey uh, Corey Legit. Why do I always screw that name up? He's a guy out there. Obviously, just you know, bantered about. And look, if it. Turns out that Gerald McCoy goes another direction. That better be a, a, a guy you want on the horn and get on the horn quickly. Uh, you know, so but look, just one more. Uh, you know, I don't think you need it at the outside. I think you certainly need it on the inside and to minimize you know the reps that these guys are taking. You don't want to continue to go that route. I'm still looking at shopping it at the Ravens again because I think they're going to release another guy that's that's worth looking into. They they have a you know they don't have. You know, they don't have as much top-end talent, but they just have a lot of guys that are pretty solid, and they're going to have to let go of another one at some, you know, at some point, and that may be a guy that the Browns jump on. The other team that you could look at in that same vein would be the Patriots. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, you know, look, I mean, you know, it's nice to have yourself a great spring roster, but at the end of the day, Pete, you got to cut it down to 53. Allegedly. Allegedly, yes. There could always be the phantom injury or things of that port or uh, Los Angeles Rams checking in at their future home in Los Angeles. Uh, let's see. Yeah, there, yeah, it's looking good. It's a bunch of steel in the ground, guys. There's nothing there. Thanks, Jim Everett, for that post. Uh, as we continue here further, um, with you know, with all the skill, Pete, um, you know, there's names that have we haven't gotten to enough, obviously, whether it's Demetrius Harris, um, obviously, Dalton, I mean, Dontrell Hilliard, this turned out to be a nice episode for Dontrell Hilliard. But Harris seems to be interesting. But the one thing you see is for a guy who seems, I mean, he's literally, he just looks like a younger Fels. If only. I mean, uh, I wish. The the issue with Demetrius Harris is he can't catch. Uh, he is a better blocker. Uh, that That is absolutely valuable. Uh, but, you know, as a pass catcher, it just hasn't been there. And, you know, maybe that, gets better but it it does concern you that he was just so inefficient with pat mahomes uh that you know it's suddenly going to get better with baker mayfield but you know he has a big body has talent but clearly this is a situation where the the blocking is more valuable than the pass catching which is fine you know i i just don't you know i think you know he may have a few nice plays but i think you know you're going to be frustrated with him 
as a pass catcher more than anything else. Whereas, you know, Darren Fells was the, the always pleasant surprise with his efficiency just because his year was so stupidly good in terms of being a pass catcher. I, I think just Demetrius Harris is going to be a force, uh, you know, on that right side, probably more than likely as a, as a run blocker really help uh, hopefully do some pin and pull stuff with whether it's Hubbard or Lamb. And hopefully it'll get you out of, you know, where you had 100 rushing attempts last year with 13 personnel, which means you had to have three tight ends on the field to run the ball. Hopefully the fact that he is as good as what he does will eliminate the fact that because you have way too much skill to be putting three tight ends on the field. And it even seems like DeValve is actually, uh, you know, back in the good graces or healthy or whatever it is with Seth DeValve. Well, I mean, at the very least, he is there. <laughs> there. <laughs> and Najoku wasn't. So, you know, you're not going to, I would assume they're not asking Demetrius Harris to do, you know, Najoku things. Uh, so, you know, the, the valve has an opportunity. You know, this is like we talked about with Dontrell Hilliard. You, you know, the, guy, uh, the starter's not there. becomes an opportunity. And, you know, with pads off, Seth the valve is great. It's a question of what's going to happen when the pads come back on and, and can he stay healthy and be out there? Because he certainly has a skill set that suggests he can be a really nice pass catching option, but he has to stay healthy. Now, the, the thing about that is the, they really don't, I mean, they've got another Princeton guy. They really don't have like an obvious, you know, guy that's going to come in and take that third tight end job. So it could be, you know, it could be maybe devolved by default, or maybe there's a guy that comes in later and takes it or, or maybe Carlson uh, beats him out, but you know, we'll see. Or, or if you're devalved, just, you know, get it together, hopefully get it right. And, you know, get your career back on track because there were a lot of people who had some promise for you and you're athletic and you can do some things and seeing you cover a kickoff, you know, seeing you, you know, cover, I'm sorry, seeing you play kick return and then walk to the sidelines and put on a baseball cap no, let's get it to the point where you actually have your helmet in your hands when the offense is on the field. Uh, we've been through a lot here this week, um, league-wise, Brown-wise. Anything? Anything we miss? Anything we got to get to? Oh uh, yeah, we're we're knee-deep in a rest season. Uh, you've got the guy I would have loved the uh, the Browns to sign, uh, but unfortunately, he currently has uh, Blair Brown currently has. What appears to be, I think, domestic violence charges. Uh, he was read four, and then uh, undrafted uh, rookie linebacker uh, with the uh, Buffalo Bills, the kid from TCU, I think, or Texas A&M. Uh, I think it's Tyrell Dod- Tyrell Dodson uh, is currently being charged with domestic violence issues. So not great uh, on either of those counts. So. Yeah, you know, this is one of those things where, you know, we are just about to enter June, and thankfully the Bronze, you know, have, have stayed off of that. and knock, hopefully on, the- knock on every drop of wood you can possibly see. So that's, you know, that's that's unfortunately part of the process with uh, off-season is, is guys can find themselves in uh, doing stupid shit, uh, especially when it comes to domestic violence. And, and, you know, you obviously have the whole situation with the Rams signing or the Raiders signing, uh, you know, oh God, recidivist asshole, Richie Incognito, which, you know, is, is awful on any number of levels. Uh, hopefully they're getting him some of the mental health help he needs that can be, perhaps help him stay, uh, 
you know, more functional. But yeah, I mean, there's it's disappointing that uh, you know we're, we're still doing this with with some of these players that that cannot function. That we're going to keep giving them opportunities to uh, make make teams look bad and uh, you know further the reputation. The NFL is full of a bunch of uh, you know criminals and you know pe- pe- basically people who can't keep them in, their hands to themselves. Well, and and the other thing is, look, I understand it's the off season, and I understand you're limited, but um, it's no reason to go that route. Whatever, find something to do, find something to pass the time. And uh, here's the other thing: if it's not working out with you and anybody in any said relationship, uh, don't take it any further than that. And it's enough, just enough. Stop putting your hands on the opposite sex, especially when you are six foot five and two hundred and seventy pounds. It's ridiculous. It's asinine. Just be better people and appreciate the opportunity that you have after all the hard work you put in to get there. Don't do something freaking stupid. Uh, Pete, what's the latest in the Browns, Maven Hopper? Uh, uh, so today uh, I put out a thing about the fi- the top five players that the Browns will miss from last year's team and, you know, poking fun at Lamar Jackson and, uh, you know, a little thing about, you know, Freddie Kitchen's talking about uh, Gerald McCoy going to other teams and why he's encouraging and why I think that makes sense. All right, so guys, obviously check out everything over at Browns Maven. Pete busting his butt over there. Um, and actually, we had a little fun today. Uh, our good buddy Sully, we had some fun with somebody about Lamar Jackson. And, you know, don't judge him after one year. And when his completion percentage was below 58% for all three years while he was at Louisville. Look, nobody will stick up for Lamar Jackson more than me, but sometimes he maybe just got a Cole what it is and he's just not an accurate passer um and obviously this came from the the owner stating that he is not going to run the ball 20 times a game this year that's fine that's the best thing to realize probably the right approach is see what you got with the kid um but we'll see how it works out and um oh and Hayden Hurst who added 20 pounds of muscle in the offseason um wherever you are Hayden Hurst get ready the NFL is coming they would like a nice fresh urine sample 20 pounds of muscle in the offseason reeks of you're going to take a piss test. So, Hayden Hurst, be ready. Don't go far. They're going to be looking for you. Uh, so, Pete's work over at Browns Maven, at Browns Maven. Make sure you're checking that out. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, follow, make sure you follow Pete over at underscore Pete Smith underscore on Twitter. The Locked On Browns Twitter account, guys, it is always a follow back account. Send the DMs, get a bunch of them. You got thoughts about the show, things we like incorporated in the show, or just questions that you do not want to put on a Twitter timeline, which I cannot. Doubt you for doing that. Um, send them over there. I'll send you a reply. Don't worry about that. Once, 100%. Uh, for all you guys do for us. Yeah, I have no problem doing that. Uh, me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Um, guys, we're going to continue to ride through this week. And look, you know, it's going to be a little more fun next week when there's more to it. Um, but we'll always sit here and talk ball with you guys. we got no problem with that. Uh, Stephen Thomas is in the arriving here in the next few days. Our good buddy Browns Babe will be joining Pete and I probably sometime early next week. That should be a fun one um, when we get to the whole Nicole having a baby talk. Maybe Pete will just, I don't know, he'll probably just tweet away or whatever. But we'll have fun with all that stuff. Um, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.